What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, good evening, good evening. Everyone repping USA, Canada, international, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregorinator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, Misunderstood Lonely Nomad, and of course, Unstoppable Independent Podcaster and Rookie Podcaster from Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with the 192nd episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. A space for comedy, for various topics in entertaining news, music news, real life stuff, and of course, sometimes a little mental health and a little bit of um, mass transit on the side as well. And... Um, I do apologize for not recording last night. I was very tired from a long, long day of work and stuff. So I had to actually give myself a rest so I could be fully energized for you folks out there. That's actually, you know, not only listening, but also in the YouTube universe that's also watching as well. Now, if you're new to the channel and you missed any previous episodes whatsoever, um, don't worry. Every single episode is uploaded and posted to the youtube youtube channel page of g money stacks 555 is where you subscribe to and tap that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream um leave a like a leave a like in a comment along with the episodes and of course um more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes whatsoever um and um also also catch up on the episodes that you missed on the youtube channel so you don't miss a beat i know i know many of you may haven't really been to haven't really been um catching up on the episodes and stuff due to you know life related stuff but you know <clears throat> you know do what you can you know what i'm saying so that way you'll be able to get an idea on the topics that's going to be discussed and and of course um i'll be glad to break that down in a second and chatting on the jazz in a second but first let's get into a little thing that i like to call a little mental hold on a second that's not it hold on a second that's not it a little thing that i like to call mental checking man let's do this All right, um, you know the routine of this segment right here. It's basically about your well-being and, of course, myself as well. Now, how I'm feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, you ask. Um, for the most part, um, I'm real. I'm really um, trying to, you know, you know, hang in there despite the despite the little dislocation dislocation of my left shoulder when I fainted, but I'm still taking it one day at a time. So, you know, you know, it is what it is. Physically, physically, um, I, I am, um, I was exhausted yesterday, but today I'm, I don't feel exhausted today. So I'm pretty, I'm feeling good right now. I got a little water on me and stuff. And um, 
Yeah, and and for the most part, um, spiritually, um, I'm I'm getting there. So there you have it right there, a little mental health check-in. And by the way, folks, um, if you are following this podcast on Instagram, and this is on the side of myself, it's the Instagram live feed. Make sure you turn on your notifications to find out when each episode is going to be dropping. Now, as the schedule goes, it's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And um, and also, if you'd like to make a charitable donation to support this 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 podcast right here, you can donate it to my cash app, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five. Um, that's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y, um, five fifty five. Um, yeah. So there you have it right there. Um, you don't have to have a lot of money to show more support. It's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you are comfortable with will be appreciated. And of course, um, and of course, um, um, I'll be ready to get into a little thing. First and foremost, we need to get into some, um, hang on a second here. We need to get to a little bit of mass transit news talk. So, um, we're going to get into this right now, actually. So hold on a second. Give me one second. Um, yeah. So hold on a second. Now, okay, let's get into this right now, man. Let's go. New York Mass Transit Files right here. Here we go. All right, first and foremost, um, I've been saving the story for quite some time, though, and this is pertaining to a New York City yellow taxi driver who was who was basically beaten to a fucking pulp in Queens. Here's what's happening. A New York City taxi driver was killed early Saturday in Queens when he chased down passengers who tried to rob him, police said. Um, Kutin um, 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 G. Yima, age 52, married, father of four kid, four young kids, was dropping off the five people around 6.30 a.m. at Beach 54th Street and, and Auburn at no, Auburn Boulevard in the Rockaways when the senseless violence unfolded. Damn. He ran after the group to confront them when at least one of the passengers took a swing at the cabbie, sending him flying to the street where he cracked his head near Auburn Playground, police said. Damn. The would-be thieves then took off toward Beach Channel driver. Security footage obtained by the post from a nearby bodega, uh, Delhi, from the block shows. Responding officers found the Bronx man lying in the roadway near a playground about a half block away with trauma to the back of his head, the NYPD said. He was pronounced dead at St. John's Hospital. Um, this poor, this is a poor, hardworking man 
How can you leave your home and not return? This is outrageous. We are angry. We are in disbelief. We want justice, said Fernando Mateo of the New York New York um, State Federation of Taxi Drivers. These murderers must be caught, and we are offering a $15,000 reward. All, all funeral expenses will be covered by the owners of Big Apple Taxi Fleet Management, where Mr. Um, Giima worked, he said. Um, NYPD Commission Commissioner um, Keechan Sewell, Sewell, and she assured she assured us that the NYPD will find those responsible. He added, "Um, Jima's widow Abigail, with whom he shares kids ages three, five, seven, and eight, was speechless, crying, wailing." Said Mateo. Every time she looks at the pictures on the wall, she breaks down. A GoFundMe for the fam- for the family had raised more than seventeen thousand dollars by Saturday afternoon. Although the worst days of the slamdemic, he was one of the few who still drove a cab to provide support for our city and its citizens, according to the online fundraiser. A city hall spokesperson, excuse me, spokesman called um, Giima's killing not only devastating, but unacceptable. We extend our deepest condolences to the victim's family, friends, and coworkers during this painful time, and we will work diligently to bring all people responsible to justice. Wild, wild west out here. This world is crazy, man, and it's happening everywhere, said one daily customer. Um, people are getting shot on the train and getting robbed, killed, slashed. It's the wild, wild west out here. Police sources said the deadly beating was caught on video, although the NYPD did not immediately confirm that. Um, Mateo told the Post he planned to hold a news briefing Sunday with the victim's family in a sea of yellow cab drivers in attendance. The last crime-related death of, of a yellow taxi driver was in July 2019, when a driver got out of his vehicle in the Bronx and was run over by the cab as he chased a passenger who stole his backpack, Mateo said. In, 1990, in July 1997, a 65-year-old um, yellow taxi driver was shot dead in an apparent robbery on the east side. The incident occurred in the 101st Precinct, where major crimes are down 5% in 2022 through August 7th, compared to the same time last year. But burglaries are up. 11 percent when not grand larcenies climbed 15 percent car thefts jumped 18 percent and the number of shooting victims has climbed by 29 percent nypd data shows man this is this is crazy man um let's see what else we have here oh mca related news of course let's get let's get into it yeah. All right, hold on a minute here. Um hang on a second. 
All right. So let's see. All right. So MC's lowest rated subway stations are are cavens of fear for commuters. Well, let's let's get into this right now. The subway stations uptown are on the fast track of hell. A group of dirty and troubled train stops in Upper Manhattan and in the Bronx were ranked Monday as the five lowest rated of New York City's 472 subway stations, according to the MTA's latest writer survey. The worst ranked station in the system in is the number two and the number and three train station at West 110th Street, which had just a 19% satisfaction rating as strap hangers ripped it for its lack of personal security and cleanliness. And the disturbing number of people behaving erratically, the survey, survey said. Um, one writer told the Post the problems there were impossible to miss. Um, end quote. I once got called a name and then spat on in the face. An Upper West Sider named Emily, age 39, recalled Monday as she waited for the train at the station. Hmm. Hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on one second. Yes, I told the conductor and he was like, well, do you want me to call the police and they'll come talk to you? She said, I was like, no, I'm going to get on the train. I'm not going to stay here. Um, so a little chart that, um, that's on the New York post website. Um, it says the five worst subway stations as rated by riders, the 191st street, number one train. Um, so let's see. Uh, so we have, um, 29% riders satisfied biggest issues is the homelessness and people behaving erratically. And then you have the 125th Street, the two and three trains, 29% riders satisfied, biggest, yeah. They all say the same thing. Same with um, 3rd Avenue, 3rd Avenue and 149th Street, the two and five trains. Um, of course, same with homelessness and people behaving erratically. Um, you have Eastern Parkway. Um Brooklyn Museum, the two and three lines. Um, 91% riders satisfied. 87% are happy with the cleanliness. 79% with personal security. 116th Street, the sixth train. Obviously, 29% riders satisfied. Homelessness and people behaving erratically. And the same goes with Central Park North and with 110th Street, the two to three train lines. 19% said the same thing with homelessness and people behaving erratically.
Marjorie, age 51, a school worker from Westchester, said of the problems at the Holland Station, it gets worse every day. I don't take trains at certain hours, she said. The troubled plague station list bottom five are rounded out by the stops at East 116th Street in East Harlem, 3rd Avenue, 149th Street in the South Bronx, West 25th Street in Harlem, and 191st Street in Washington Heights. Each had an overall satisfaction rate of 29%. Transit officials said. Hold on a minute. Um. Um. All right. At the Third Avenue, 149th Street, number two, and five train stop, a major sub, no, excuse me, major hub serving over 11,000 riders per day, just 12% of strap hangers surveyed said they were satisfied with the state of homelessness in the station, the MTA reported. Hold on, let me give a shout out to the people that just came in. Um, Hold on a second. This says Aspen, Aspen Maining, Aspen Main Ingredient, and the no, and the Nola, hold on, the no, the Nola Roll Experience Podcast. Yeah, thank you for, um, for, for viewing this. Um, you are going to chime in on the topics that's going to be discussed if, if you're, uh, even if you're not a New Yorker, um, don't worry about that. If you, if you, if you hear any topics that kind of sparks, that sparks your mind or whatever you want to chime in, go ahead and chime in on the Instagram live feed comment section and also do the same with YouTube, right? Um, I'll go over to your thoughts on what you think about the topics so there you have it right there all right up next um tasha wells age 48 shook her head um a resounding no when asked by the post if she felt safe at the bronx transit hub and in quote there's people on the train passing out or they want to cut you they are crazy said wells a bronx woman who works as a guard in Manhattan. It's scarier when there's no cops. But Wells said she has given up on the city taking any action to address the problem. They really don't care as long as we keep working, she said. The MTA survey found just 26% satisfaction with personal security at West 25th Street. It's very much keep your arm on your belongings, explained Diamond Martinez, age 29. As she waited for the train at the station, Martina says she sees a lot of drugs, including paraphernalia and people using. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I'm kind of scared when I walk by, people will talk to me or ask me for money, she said. Lately, when you say no to people, they react kind of bad. It's so scary. The top-rated stations, meanwhile, are concentrated in Brooklyn. Surveyors at Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn Museum Station in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, um, reported 91% satisfaction, followed by 80% satisfaction at Wilson Avenue. 
in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, 86% at Gun Hill Road in the Bronx and 85% at East 96th Street in Manhattan and Beverly Road in Brooklyn. Riders at the highly, highly rated stations express high rates of satisfaction with both security and cleanliness, the MTA said. <sighs> and this, and look, um, let me just say a little something, something here, man. Um, as I previously stated, I stopped taking the train a long time ago, knowing that the shit, and, and look, and, and, and look, certain, certain areas, certain areas in certain, um, borough regions and stuff end up being, end up being worse. And I'm not going to say exactly, but, but at the same time, like, when are these slashings going to fucking stop? The, the, and it's not even, it's not even just the paraphernalia. It's more like the, it's more like the stabbings that's going on. You know, people getting beat up to a pulp for no reason. And I'm a New Yorker too. And that's, and that's very disappointing for me to see in the New York Post website. And, and another thing, another thing. I actually had to have a talk. I had to had a talk with somebody actually. Um, hold on, let me put myself on here. I actually had to have a talk with somebody who said that crime is down. But you have to understand that we're talking, we're talking August, September, and October, which is what we're in right now. Crime hasn't been down for that long, and I'm not fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm not fucking stupid at all, which is which is kind of you know it's scary for me. And that's why I didn't really I didn't really go to Brooklyn this weekend because I had to work. So there was no way I was gonna be able to be able to make it over there because I don't know Best Eye very well. So you know what I'm saying? So that's why I didn't go meet up with um I didn't go to the event this past Saturday because of um, you know, the trains be acting up on the weekends. So um, yeah, so the, the the point I'm trying to make here is um look, man, it gets worse every fucking day. Like, you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm you understand what I'm saying? Crime is not down all the way for that long. It's gonna go up eventually. You know what I'm saying? It's not just it's not just Brooklyn, it's not just Queens, it's not just Manhattan. And it's and it's also happening, it's also happening in the Bronx as well, which is crazy. And we need to stop blaming the media for everything, man. And uh, you know, and I hear this all the time with with certain certain motherfuckers who like to blame the media for everything there's certain media um company outlets that's actually you know get, you know doing their best to get stories it's not just about the juicy headlines of gossip it's it's more about like you know what's going on in their hoods like like new york for example um certain areas of new york is getting fucking terrorized Like you got homeless people that's like fucking um, acting very wild right now. 
And the whole paraphernalia thing kind of is kind of fucking disturbing. And I think not only there's gotta be more security and more and more police officers, but I but I think you know certain certain people, what including the mayor, need to come up with some new solutions and stuff. And I know he's doing his best and stuff, but you know, you gotta get more teams on on you know train stations, more security, more more cops because people want to feel safe, man. And they're not feeling safe at all with all these slashings and beatings and all the other shit. So let's try to not only talk to, you know, the state or wherever, but do your best. You, you feel what I'm saying? Do the best you can to actually, you know, help out the, 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 the commuter system of, the subways and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Just do the best you can. That's all I gotta say right here, man. No further, no further statements. And of course, we need to talk about the D train. We need to talk about the D train, man. <laughs> yeah, the D train is like the worst. Hold on. Let's talk about that shit too, man. <laughs> Let's talk about that shit too, man. Um, the D train. Yes. <laughs> I ain't forget that. Um, all right, here's what we have here. And this is from AM AMNY. Um, this is from AM New York, the website. So here we are right here. So um so the strap hangers gave the D gave the D an F. New York City subway riders scored the D train <laughs> the worst in the system. With only 40% of commuters saying they were happy with the line, according to the survey. The survey. The A, C, and E line were a three-way tie for the second worst place. At 41% are very satisfied, according to a spring questionnaire of writers released by the Metropolitan Transportation Authority Monday. Nancy Goldman, D train from 205th Street in the Bronx to Midtown Manhattan and back for work daily, agreed with the survey result. Every day there's delays on that train, said Gomez, as she boarded an Uptown D train at 42nd Street Tuesday. Oh my gosh. Another writer shared her assessment but said that the line is not unique with ish with its issues. There's always something on the train, but it's not just the D train, said Tia Smith. On the more positive side, the L train topped the survey list at 53% satisfaction, followed by the G train, 52%, the Q train, 51%, and the number seven train, 50%, excluding the shuttles at 42nd Street, Franklin Avenue, and the Rockaways, along with the Staten Island Railway, which tended to score above 60%. Interesting. The L and the number seven lines 
both have more reliable trains due to their modernized automated signaling systems known as communications-based control, train control, or CBTC. Um, yes, subway rider satisfaction overall was 48% coming and better for buses at 63% for local limited and select bus routes and 76% on express buses. MTA's paratransit service access arrived not a 61% satisfaction rate. Our North Star is improving and maintaining focus on customer satisfaction, said New York City Transit President Richard Davey in a September 19th statement and quote, we take feedback seriously and want all our customers to feel confident that they will experience reliable and safe service every time they take subways and buses. Um, the, t- the twice yearly survey collected responses between June 14th to the 27th from s- some 175,000 riders of the subways, 47,000 on the bus, and 3,500 on access a ride. Well, um, yeah, this is this is crazy. Um, transit officials are focusing upgrades to the least reliable lines by raising outdated speed limits for A trains and prioritizing new signals on other lettered lines like the b d f and m trains the worst rated subway systems were all uptown or in the bronx with central park north at 110th street on the on the numbers two and three lines getting a a major 19 (laughs) percent major 19 percent approval respondents citing security people behaving erratically homelessness and cleanliness for the low grade on this, on the same line eastern parkway um brooklyn museum got the best marks at 91 percent followed by wilson avenue on the l train gun hill road on the number number five um and 96th street and beverly road on the queue many of these are newer or have recently been renovated according to MTA's acting chief customer um, officer, Shanifa Ariara. Subway riders rated security and trains and stations as their top concerns, along with people behaving erratically, reliable service and unhoused New Yorkers taking shelter in the system. Bus riders, meanwhile, prioritize wait times and reliability as their important drivers. The the rider favorite buses were nearly all in Manhattan and predominantly on MTA select bus service lines with the M86 SBS, which stands for select bus service, topping the charts at 91%, followed by the M79 SBS, the M1... 104 and the Q70 SBS and the M31. The worst rated bus lines were all in the boroughs beyond Manhattan, with the Q55 at the bottom 
of the ranking at 44%, followed by the B14. Damn. And the S40 slash 90 and the bro and the BX40 and the B7. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Holy shit cakes, man. Oh man. That's crazy. Um, let me see. Let me see if there's anything else that I need to talk about here. Oh, okay, let's get into okay. Um let me see. Let me see what else. Um wait a minute here. Wait, 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 wait. Um, okay, um, let me see what else. Um, okay, what else? Um, all right, let's get into chatting all the jazz, shall we? Chatting all the jazz. Let's go. All right. Um, all right. So, um, before I get to the firefighter thing, um, let me just get into um the passing of Coolio. Um, okay. So, Coolio's um according to according to according to TMZ, um story go the story goes like this coolio's talent manager sheila finnegan tells tmz we are saddened by the loss of our dear friend and client coolio who passed away wednesday afternoon he touched the world with the gift of his talent and will be missed profoundly please have coolio's loved ones in your thoughts and prayers around around this was around 2 30 a.m and 6.47 p.m., law enforcement sources tell TMZ no drugs or par drug paraphernalia were found at the scene of Coolio's death. An autopsy and toxicology um, tests will be used to determine an official cause of death. Um, around 6.24 p.m., law enforcement tells TMZ um, paramedics were called to, to a house in Los Angeles around 4 p.m. for a medical emergency. And when they got the there, when they got there, they pronounced Coolio dead. We're told police have opened a death investigation, but as as of right now, there's there does not appear to be any signs of foul play. Of course, obviously, Coolio died Wednesday in Los Angeles. TMZ has learned. The rapper who achieved enormous success in the 90s was visiting a, a friend late Wednesday afternoon when he passed away. Coolio's longtime manager, um, um, Juarez, um, um, Jarez, whatever his name is pronounced, says Coolio went to the bathroom at his friend's house but when he didn't come out after a while the friend kept calling for him and eventually went in and found coolio laying on the floor 
which told the friend called EMTs who arrived and pronounced Coolio dead on the scene. And Jarrest tells us the paramedic suspect he he suffered cardiac arrest. An official cause of death has not been determined. Coolio, whose real name is Artist Leon Ivy Jr., came up on the L.A. rap scene in the late 80s, but blew up nationally in 1995 when he released Gangsta's Paradise for the soundtrack of Michelle Pfeiffer's film Dangerous Minds. I'm sure everybody knows about the movie Dangerous Minds, right? Um, the song reached number one and stayed there for three weeks. While Paradise became his signature hit, Coolio has several others, including 1994's uh, Fantastic Voyage, which hit number three on the Billboard's Hot 100, as well as 1, 2, 3, 4, something new, and it's all the way um, live now. Coolio was 50, 59. Rest in power to Coolio. All right. Um, and other... Um, Another crazy sudden news. Um, we have um, an F the FDNY firefighter um, who seriously injured battering a Staten Island blaze is expected to make a full recovery, officials said. The announcement came Saturday afternoon during a news briefing outside the quarters of Engine um, Co. Um, 153 Ladder Co. Um, 77 in Stapleton. While his injuries were serious, we are very lucky thanks to the swift work of our firefighters, members of EMS, and all of the residents at the Staten Island Burn Center, FDNY Commissioner Laura Kavanaugh said. Fire officials did not properly name the injured firefighter who was battling flames at a home at 77 Gary Court in Bull's Head Friday night when he lost control of the nozzle, of the hose nozzle, excuse me. Um, it knocked off his face mask, causing him to inhale superheated smoke that burned his esophagus, the FDNY said. The firefighter was taken to Staten Island University Hospital North where hospital workers immediately intubated him. FDNY Chief John Hodges said Saturday afternoon, he's still intubated at this time, though I saw him about an hour ago. He's sitting up in bed awake and he's doing much better. And of course, firefighters brought the 8.30 p.m. blaze under control in, in an hour. Marshals determined the fire was an accident caused by an electrical power strip, Kavanaugh said. That's some scary shit, man. That is some scary shit, though, man. You know what I mean? Um. All right. What's next on the agenda of this episode? Um. Let's see. Um. Okay. Shall we get into? Shall we get into? All right. Let's get into Jamie Fox. Let's get into Jamie Fox. Um. Yeah. It's. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get into that shit right now, man. Um, hold on, hold on a second, man. Uh, let's see. Let me see. Um. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. All right, Jamie Fox goes in on EJ Academics. Let's see what's going on here in this story. Let's see what's going on in the story, though. Um, uh, let's see. Yes, 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 yes. Um, um, all right, Jamie Foxx to to Jamie Foxx seems to be unhappy with an un, unnamed podcaster, and fans are scratching their heads trying to figure out who it is. Taken to his Instagram stories on Tuesday, September 27th, the actor, comedian, and singer appeared to voice his upset over a certain podcaster. Just because they got a podcast, don't make them a philosopher. The actor wrote, just because they got they got a loud fucking mouth, don't make them the voice of the people. Hmm. A majority of fans believe the comments were targeting DJ Academics, who's received a good amount of backlash this week, this past week, after he labeled some of the hip hop pioneers, hip hop's pioneers, Dusty. And question whether any of them were even living good. Ella Cool J, Scorpio of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, MC Shawrock, Van Silk, and the Sugar Hill Gang's hand dog were but a few of the rap architects who criticized academics for his offensive comments. Needless to say, many think Jamie Foxx was merely joining in on the ongoing criticism. However, some fans believe Fox's comments could be directed at Nori or Joe Budden, though the latter would be strange considering Budden recently referred to, to Fox as potentially the, the most talented man on the planet alongside Chris Brown. Fox's rant comes shortly after academics was forced to respond to his dusty comments saying on his most recent um, off-the-record podcast episode that the statement were made because he feels the old generation has failed the youth okay that's 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 a little wrong on that that's a little stupid and wrong on this one though i feel like the last generation multiple generations of hip-hop artists has failed the new generation he said um that's why i think it's the blind leading the blind that's why i don't think older artists should be criticizing or really have any leg to stand on even if y'all call yourself yourself pioneers to criticize how new artists are moving he also addressed the controversy on twitter where where he fired back at ebro and fellow hot nation host peter rosenberg who both condemned his remarks on on air earlier this week um that nigga ebro called Called me out on Hot 97. Dog, stop all that pretentious shit. My nigga, he wrote. You niggas fake. I emailed you when I was nobody. You curved me because I um fuck with Charlemagne. Now y'all doing now y'all doing think pieces and challenges about me. Kick rocks, nigga. Keep black blind artists at Apple Music. 
any any in, industry nigga hating on me is is because I ain't kissed the ring or bow down before I got into the shit. They all mad. They gotta deal with me now. Just be, now, just remember, academics ain't the last. Everyone influential in hip hop media coming via the internet. There's a lot more to come. Um, in other Jamie news, the 54, the 54 year old um recently wrapped up wrapped on promoting his new Netflix film Day Shift, which stars him and his close friend Snoop Dogg. During the film's red carpet event, Snoop gifted his co-star of Death Row Chain to celebrate his career, the film, and their long-lasting um partnership. For this day to come to here for us to see him bloom is special, Fox said in part after receiving the chain. To see him kicking ass in the, in this movie as an actor. And at the same time, anybody can tell you Snoop is the ambassador of grace, entertainment, and fun. Anytime you say Snoop Doggy Dog, your soul lights up. So for this moment right here, it means everything, my dude. Wow. Um... That's pretty dope, man. Let me make some noise. Let's make some noise for Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg, especially on the Day Shift movie. And, of course, you know, and, of course, um, defending him, defending himself on what DJ Academics said and stuff. So it was kind of crazy what he said, though. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So let's make some noise. All right, um, let me see. What else can we talk about here? Um all right, um Okay, Quavo and Takeoff. Quavo and Takeoff up next. Um let's get into it. All right. Um let me see how much time we got here. All right, we good. All right, so um, according to source, to the source website, of course, only built for Infinity Links, the highly anticipated joint album by Quavo and Takeoff is now available via Quality Control Music Group Multi Records. The new release, the new release brings in Mustard, Young Boy, Never Broke Again. Young Thug, Gunner, Summer Walker, Birdman, and Gucci Man for features to pair with production from DJ Durrell. Murder Beats. <laughs> Damn. Buddha Beats. <laughs> Money Music. <laughs> oh, man. And more. Um, we wanted to pay tribute to some of the best rap duos of all time with this album and remind the culture that we're really one of them said Quavo, Raekwon, and Ghostface, Outcast, The Throne, and now Quavo and Takeoff. Takeoff added, this is this is a no skips type of album. We wanted it to play through like a live show. We 
we come in strong and then bring you on a journey. Definitely knew we had to bring out icons only for the features. Of course, um, yes. And of course, you can check out their you can check out their music, which is on Spotify right now. And here the track. Hold on, and here are the track listings for um for this actually. So you have two affinity links, Tony Stark's Hotel Lobby, Unk and Few, Bars and Captions, See About It featuring Mustard, to the Bone featuring Never Um Young Boy Um Never Broke Again, Not Out, Chocolate featuring Young Thug and Gunna, 2.30, and look at this. So go check that out on on Spotify and wherever you get your music. Okay, up next, let me see. All right, up next, um, let me see what else we got here. Hope I miss anything. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. Um. Yeah, so let's get into, let's get into um Warner Brothers Discovery massive layoffs here. Let's get into that. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers is laying off some people. Let's get into Deadline. Um, another wave of Warner Brothers Discovery post merger layoff is coming. We hear multiple divisions of the merged company will be impacted with Warner Brothers Television Group considered a main target. The staff reductions are expected this week as soon as and likely Tuesday. Uh, speculation about the imminent downsizing started spreading like wildfire Monday morning. Reps for WBD and WBTVG declined comments. The numbers of layoffs is unclear, but it but appears to be substantial. The HBO slash HBO Max programming operation in August laid off 14 people, 14% of staff, and 70 about 70, 70 people, the vast majority of them on the Max side, with the areas of Max nonfiction originals, international acquisitions, casting, and live and live action, family originals as the most heavily impacted. Oh, wait, there's more. Like with HBO, HBO Max, the WBTVG cuts are expected to be accompanied by structural changes spearheaded by Chairman Channing Dungy. A new world of WBD which is one of brothers discovery layoffs was expected in the fall as the goal has been for the cuts to be over before the start of the holiday season so this is not a surprise everyone was given financial targets going into q4 a corporate insider told deadline those targets include headcounts and other and October was always the expectation for the acts to fall. Content-wise, the, the most significant overlap between Discovery and Warner Media is in is in the unscripted TV area. So potential further cuts beyond the HBO Max layoffs had been rumored. WBD's unscripted studio business 
um, part of Warner Brothers TV group is run by Mike Durrell. No, excuse me, Mike Darnell, who has been president of Warner Brothers, a scripted and alternative television since he joined in 2013. We hear that the veteran rea reality executive likely will stay put at the studio, which operates three businesses that could undergo some sort of consolidation. Uh, Warner Horizon, a scripted television, telepictures, and shared media. Um, the Discovery side essentially doesn't have a production side other than its ownership stake in British um, production group, all three media. Discovery Studio Discovery Studios was closed a few years ago with former Chief Sandy Varro um, Jarrell now running all three media label Bright Spot. Brooke Carson, head of development and programming for Warner Horizon, a scripted television, which makes um, shows such as The Bachelor. You, Shit, I don't even watch that show, man. But anyway, just stepped down and is leaving the company. David McGuire, um, no relations to Jerry Maguire, of course, <laughs> leads current pro programming and oversees develop development, development at Telepitches with Lisa Shannon and Dan Pearson running development and pro programming at, at media. Other areas rumored to potentially be affected include TV animation. Damn. <laughs> Following HBO's um HBO Max recent decision to cut back on the genre, triggering the cancellation of several of Warner Brothers produced series. On the live action side, Warner Brothers TV is preparing for the impact of the CW changing ownership, which is expected to significantly reduce the studio's output for the network. Beyond WBTVG, WBD streaming marketing, and broader IT operations are rumored to be affected. That's That has to suck right there, man. That has to suck. The most recent major layoffs to hit Warner Brothers production divisions came in 2020 when 600 employees at then AT&T on Warner Media were impacted, a significant portion of them at Warner Brothers Entertainment, along with the cuts. Uh, Warner Brothers Television and Warner Horizon Scripted TV were combined. There was also consolidation on the script, unscripted side uh, under um, Darnell, resulting in a number of layoffs. Um, this all happened before Dungey took over Warner Brothers Television Group as chairman, succeeding Peter Roth. The studio is coming off big Emmy wins for Ted Lasso and Abbott Elementary. Uh, which, by the way, Abbott Elementary has um, been renewed for season two, um, which I will try to check out as well. And I am going to actually review that show on my other platform, Meticulous Vod Juice Podcast Review Show. So stay tuned for that future episode. Um, Warner Brothers Movie Studio also has new heads in Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi. Word is that theatrical distribution 
and marketing would not be significantly impacted. The studio has 14 theatrical releases next year. The pending layoffs are part of WBD leadership's pledge to fund at least $3 billion in savings. The process started with several high-profile executive um, departures led by Warner Media CEO Jason Kalar and like Warner Brothers CEO Ann Sarnoff in the first three months after the Discovery Warner Media merger was completed. <sighs> man, I really feel bad for those workers, man, being impacted due, due, due to layoffs and shit, man. But I feel, yo, I feel like they need to get this shit together, man. Really, they really do. You got a bunch of not only movies, but you also have some TV shows that's also including including fucking DC Comics. DC Comics TV shows, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it though, man. Like seriously. Seriously. Put the fucking dirty politics bullshit aside. And think about how you're going to help these people. Like, come on. Come on now. And, and it's not just... And, and I'm not really... Look. It's not that I'm taking shots. Well, actually, I am taking shots at um these idiots. Only because they really need they really need to do better. They really need to get their shit together, man. Some people got families and kids. Some people got families and kids, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they got bills, man. Ain't nobody got time for no no fucking bullshit politics. Like, like cut it out, man. Seriously. Um, anyways. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, let me see if I didn't. Um. Oh, Kadiak cakes. Yes. Okay. Now that was one of the one of the greatest ideas from um from from one of the TMZ episodes actually. So, so um this is from um Desiree.com. Of course, here's what's happening here. So, people for ethic for the ethical treatment for of animals have has a, uh, which is known as Peter, by the way, has publicly called out a Kodiak Kicks ad campaign for animal exploitation after the Utah-based um, breakfast food company used a live bear in an ad. So, a live bear, damn. Um, let me see. Driving the news, according to the press release sent to the De Desiree News, Peter sent a letter to Kodiak Cake CEO Joe Joe Clark, urging him to pull the plug on a new advertising um, campaign featuring the company's chief brand officer Zach Efron and a bear named Tank. <laughs> you name. <laughs> You name you named the bear tank after after the RB singer. Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 That is a laugh. 
that's a laugh right there, man. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Yo. Okay. The Keep It Wild advertising campaign in question is in collaboration with, with Draplin Design Corp. Hold on. Draplin Design Company to benefit the Vital Ground Foundation, a grizzly bear charity organization that was founded in 1990. According to Peter, Tank was tra traumatically taken from his mother as a young cub and immediately put under the care of Hollywood trainer and Vital Ground Foundation co-founder Doug Seuss. Doug Suss. <laughs> Appearing in shows and movies such as Dr. Doolittle 2 and We Bought a Zoo. Those are CGI's, motherfuckers. CGI's, man. Anyway. <laughs> What they're saying um, in the letter, Debbie um, Metzler, Peter's director of captive animal welfare, said the activist group has attempted to contact Kodiak Cakes several times to discuss the problem. However, since we have not heard back from you, Peter is left with no other option but to alert our members and the public to the fact that Kodiak Cakes doesn't share their concern for the suffering and exploitation of bears and um of course uh i'm not gonna really get into this shit though um the concerns for suffering and exploitation of bears and other wild animals mentally said in the letter in regards to kodiak cakes association with the vital ground foundation mentally said no true no true conservation group would would ever exploit captive wildlife in um wildlife in order to raise awareness of the plight of animals in nature neither Afron nor the kodiak cakes have spoken out on the matter kodiak cakes posted another video man come on man posted another video of Afron and tank the bear and it's linkedin account just a few hours after the peter letter went public Of course, some details, Afron became the chief brand officer and a company shareholder of Kodiak Cakes in June, as I previously reported. Of course, the company was started in 1982 and it's based in Park City. It sells graham crackers, protein balls. <laughs> protein balls, wow. <laughs> Oatmeal, syrups, and more how about that though man oh my god peter is yo seriously i get where they're coming from but they, they really i get where they're coming from but there's certain things certain things is just not that serious how do they know that a bear's traumatized man have you even have a bear as a pet no they fucking didn't they never had a bear. They never been around a bear before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that they never been around a, a grizzly bear in their life. And I'm not talking about Yogi, man. 
Oh my gosh, Peter is a pain in the ass sometimes, man. Damn. Oh my gosh, man. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Um. All right. All right. Um. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Um. That's not what I'm. All right, um, all right, according to, let's get to, well, before we go to LeBron James and, and the, uh, and the teaser trailer for House Party and, of course, Lord of the Rings prequel, um, we're going to get, we're going to get into a little thing, um, a little thing called the Mountain Dew Challenge. All right, so let's get into the Mountain Dew Challenge here. All right, here we go. Here we go. Okay, this is from bleedingcool.com. Of course, um, story goes like this, folks. Um, Mountain Dew has officially launched a brand new event with the Real Change Challenge designed to specifically support HBC. No, excuse me, H hbcu gamers how about that <laughs> players who entered this competition will be competing for a slice of the 500k prize pool as the company will utilize the event to get the word out about the hbcu esports league and highlight students of color on a national platform of course, starting today and running all the way until October 28th. Any gamers currently enrolled in an HBCU can register here to participate in an epic Call of Duty tournament. We have more info on it below, along with a couple of quotes from organizers about what to expect. So here it is. Um, Last year, Mountain Dew launched the mountain dew real challenge opportunity fund a, a commitment from the brand to make tangible investments in black entrepreneurs through a unique competition providing winners with resources programming and funding to turn their ideas into real businesses now in year two mountain dew is supporting black gamers by partnering with the HBCU Esports League, which is owned by um community media, an organization dedicated to future-proofing diversity, diversity, and equity in gaming, to create the Mountain Dew Real Change Challenge, a nationwide Call of Duty tournament for HBCU student gamers. The Mountain Dew Real Change Challenge will invite HBCU students nationwide to sign up to compete for a real for a total five hundred thousand dollars prize pool. Okay, so the Real Change Challenge will kick off with sixteen teams in a bracket style tournament, culminating the ultimate game, a final showdown between the nation's top two HBCU teams. These two gaming juggernauts will face off for bragging rights 
and a first place prize of eighty thousand dollars. In addition, Mountain Dew will identify four all stars from the tournament based on their individual performance and sportsmanship as the real change challenge all stars. Each all star will receive $50,000 along with a sports no with a sponsorship um along with a sponsorship and uh yeah along with a sponsorship as the real change challenge oh, okay yeah from Mountain Dew for up to 1 year as well as mentorship yeah mentorship yeah mentorship and unrivaled exposure to esports pros so here it is and as they yes uh unfortunately black representation with esports and the gaming industry is disproportionately low mountain do recognize the opportunity gap that black gamers face as they explore gaming as a viable career path and we're trying to close that gap um with the mountain dew real change challenge says pat o'toole of course chief boy pat o'toole chief marketing officer mountain dew we are continuing our commitment to make a tangible investment in the black gamers of tomorrow as well as continuing our, our ongoing support of hbcus by rallying around them to showcase showcase their skills and take their place in the gaming industry. Mountain Dew is proud to fuel these competitors on their journey through the Real Change Challenge and provide much needed resources and funding to empower the next generation. Um, of course, in quote, it is an honor to partner with Mountain Dew on, the, on its Real Change Challenge and further our shared mission of future proofing diversity and equity in gaming says ryan johnson ceo of community media as one of the first organizations to put a stake in the ground on getting more hbcu students engaged in esports it's refreshing to see brands like mountain dew leverage its resources and community ties to invest in driving more diversity within the industry together we can pave the way for the next generation of black gamers and innovators to have a seat at the table i don't know what that means but i don't know what that means um but gavin is is the current games editor for bleeding cool he has been a lifelong geek who can chat with you about comics, television, video games, and even pro wrestling. He can also teach you how to play Star Trek chess. Be your mercy on Overwatch. Recommend um, random cool music and Ghost Rogue and D&D. Um, he also plays, no, excuse me. He also enjoys hundreds of other geeky things that can't be covered in a single paragraph. Of course, you can follow the Gavin Sheet Sheehan, Sheehan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Vero for random pictures and musings. So let's give a round of applause for Mountain Dew for the for the for the change 
for the Real Change Challenge, supporting HBCU students in eSports tournament and everything else included. Sorry about that. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Up next. Yeah, we need to talk about LeBron James. No, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Um. Hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Um. Okay. Let's talk Lord of the Rings. Hold on a second. Before we even get to um, the teaser trailer for um the te- before we even get to the teaser trailer, I want to get to this. I want to get to this other topic in regards to Black Entrepreneurs Day. Before we even get into all of that, let's get into this. And this is according to Forbes, right here. So let's get into this. Um, many may know him best as one of the savvy sharks with more of a friendly, friendly 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 bite on the hit reality series shark tank but business mogul and longtime entrepreneur damon john is not the only continuing to consider product pitches placed in front of him today i'm sorry about that um um but he is also diving in in deep to provide better opportunities for black entrepreneurs on october 27th Damon will once again lead what is now the third annual Black Entrepreneurs Day presented by Chase, which will be filmed for live streaming from Harlem's Apollo Theater. Being someone born in Brooklyn and raised in Queens, um, raised in Queens, I decided to start my conversation with Damon by asking him what it means to be putting on an event like this in the New York area where he first strived to make a name for himself in business years ago. Of course, Damon responds in quote, I would say it's arguably one of the most famous theaters in the world. And I tell the story of in the early 90s, I sold hats in front of it. And then I made enough money to be able to attend events at it in 2000. And now I'm able to book it out and give away hundreds of thousands of dollars in grants to black companies to stay open and or expand their businesses and get to interview some of the world's most famous people to talk about not only their successes but exactly how they got to that point in all their failures so that other people that look like them can say wait wait a minute i can do it too um so i think it's a full circle i think it's a win-win in other words 50 50. i think it's the american dream not a 
black person's dream. It's the American dream to get to do this. I'm supported by a lot of large, great corporations who believe in what we're doing and people like you who are going to put a bullhorn on this. Well, um, of course, hold on. Hold on a minute here. Hold on. What the hell? Hang on a second here. What is going on here? Um, the hell? Anyway, I'm going to have to switch this. Of course, started in 2020, Damon initially created Black Entrepreneurs Day in the wake of the events that followed the death of George Floyd and him wanting to help his community by bringing this global streaming show to light. Um, of course, of course, during George Floyd, all of us were frustrated and upset, and then we were seeing things happen that we just didn't know what was going on. Damon continues, we thought it was going to turn another way where leadership would address some of these matters in a more empowering way but it wasn't happening i said to myself like many of us who who's going to help many of us help in the ways that we could whether wherever it was joining hands of all colors to walk together supporting different businesses or letting our leaders know what was wrong i did what was at my disposal, which is call up an amazing amount of people that are looked at every day and to understand from, from them what they went through and how can these people who are suffering and need information, how can we help them then call up a bunch of organizations and brands who wanted to be on the right side of the light and wanted to empower people and it just started to grow and blossom. And I think that's the beauty of it. Um, some of those well-known black entrepreneurs joining Damon ahead for this year's Black Entrepreneurs Day includes Spike Lee, Tracy Ellis Ross. Hang on a minute. Why do you keep? Yeah, yes, Tracy Ellis Ross, Venus Williams, Killer Mike, Tiki Barber, and Shaquille Neal, aka Shaq Diesel, and the DJ and other activities. Um, with such a prominent list of leaders from a wide variety of industries today joining Damon's ongoing mission. I wondered what it means to Damon to have these notable individuals joining and supporting his cause. You can't replace your time and the people that I've been fortunate to work with signed on to want to be a little vulnerable and tell their short stories because they know that it's critical. I'm sure that most of all their stories came from looking at um, somebody who's ahead of them who shared their story. So people like Spike Lee who changed their the narrative of a lot of our conversations around around the dinner table starting 30 years ago with his cinematography and his ability to tell stories venus williams she has been in the public light and she has had everything from health challenges to all 
other challenges we may have but still is somebody who broke so many boundaries listen i can go on and on when you come up from the hood and now they've transformed into great business people we can learn from uh every single one with this year marking the 30th anniversary of damon founding the successful fubu clothing company which i talked about previously um plus his dedication as the founder of the shark group agency i wondered how he would describe his own professional journey from his early entrepreneurial days to the sacrifices he had to make in order to be in the leadership positions he finds himself in today every entrepreneur sacrifices sacrifices it all says damon they feel that they are solving a problem that they thought somebody else was going to address and they are servants of their consumers and they constantly want to do do best by them i think the best part of my journey is a lot of people don't know a black entrepreneur a black any entrepreneur it's a it's a team sport and i was and i was and i am supported by people of all colors the best thing that i love about this country is that we have more in common than we have apart when you are an entrepreneur it's a team sport and you realize that it doesn't come with a color or gender or a creed or sexual preference it comes with people who want to do the right thing and empower people that's why we're here and that's why black entrepreneurs day is so amazing with damon john with damon excuse me um continuing on as one of the shark investors on shark tank these 14 seasons in where he often considers pitches from entrepreneurs of all walks of life and decides whether he wants to invest in their up and coming product or not. I wondered how Damon might say his interest in these pitched products and the human stories behind them is evolving for him. Since he started out on the show in its first season back in 2009, Wow. Damon reveals, oh man, I learned the most from Shark Tank, whether my fellow sharks or the people standing on the carpet, there's some real com commonalities that they use what I call the power of broke. They started with zero and they use OPM. Other people's mind, power, manpower, manufacturing mentors. They learn, they repeat, they take small steps forward. Um, they learn from it and they repeat again more wisely. Um, they always are at the mentors and they are always educating themselves. The business world has changed. Think think about it 14 years ago instagram didn't exist shopify didn't exist right so i couldn't have as much social media conversation i could have a great platform with strong bandwidth that two million people can hit at the same time and i'm still in business so we're constantly learning as entrepreneurs and i'm learning with them after telling damon how much my entire life 
my entire family has not only enjoyed Shark Tank over the years, but we have also taken constructive knowledge away from the many business conversations had on the show, Damon added. I think that's why you and your family watch it. You look at people that are everyday people, just like every one of us. And they just decided today, I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going to take one step forward. Then you also look at some people who don't get the point. They've seen it all those years. And they asked for $1 million for 5% stake in the company. And their numbers aren't right. And we unfortunately have to hammer them. But I think that's the beauty of Shark Tank. You see it all. After choosing to work with so many diverse entrepreneurs over the years, I asked Damon what he would say is the the greatest benefit of being an entrepreneur today and what is the greatest challenges that entrepreneurs face in our modern business world. And he states, in quote, the, the greatest business about being an entrepreneur today in this world, unlike in the past, is you can immediately see who you are positively affecting. When I started out, the internet didn't exist. That is the best part of today, and that's why. Going back to Black Entrepreneurs Day, you can see the effect immediately when you are seeing these people get these grants, putting this money to work, or learning from so many people on stage. The thing that's great is you can open up a business right here, gestures to his phone. The challenging thing is everybody gets, everybody can do it. Now that everybody can do it, the fundamentals of business, you still have to get up before everybody and go to bed after every everybody. Thank, you thank everybody for your success and you blame only one person for your failure and there's too much information out there in the world. As I began to conclude my conversation with Damon, um, I I left him with one final question. And, and this interviewer asked, what is the one thing you would say to all, all entrepreneurs today that would hopefully stay with them? Learn finance and how finance works because there's a great, there's a great saying that money is a great slave, but a horrible master and we generally get into or fail in our business businesses when we are purely looking at the numbers and we don't think that we are either solving or bringing joy to people the biggest mistakes i made in business is when i was actually well equipped with money i made bigger mistakes for no reason because i thought money was going to cure the problem when often money highlights your weakness money is a great slave but a horrible master hmm yes um let me see well let me see um of course um wait a minute let me try to make sure um where you could watch it i'm trying to find out um trying to find out for you folks out there that's actually trying to um that's trying to watch it and if they can't make it to um the apollo theater you can watch it live stream um what is it i let me let me 
Let me get this right. Let me get this right first, though. Hold on. Hold on a second. This is, uh, of course, of course you could, um, yeah, I think it's streaming. What is it? I think it's streaming on, uh, what is it? If I'm not mistaken. Hold on a second. So an award-winning annual. So, of course, wait, hold on a minute here. Hold on a minute here. I think what you have to do. So hold on a minute. So in order for you, let me see. 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 Um. So this is streaming free on um. What is it? Hold on a minute. Is it face? Hold on a second. I want to actually make sure I get this right though. So. Let me see. So in order for you to watch, I think want to make sure I want to make sure though because um I think it's important. I think it's this is I think this is important for people who have their own businesses to actually watch this and actually go to, go there actually. Um let me see. So what you would have to do, so in order for you to watch the show, you have to RSVP now to ensure you don't miss Black Entrepreneurs Day. Now, let me just click on click on this to get a better understanding. Yeah, you would have to you have to type in your email and you would have to sign up. So, you know what I'm saying? And so, of course, sign up for exclusive exclusive content and information about black entrepreneurs day and of course you can follow i think it's on wait a minute <sighs> wait a minute here uh black entrepreneurs day now i didn't know they have um twitter and um facebook and whatnot let me just take a look here i want to give you all the right information here so um you won't get the wrong idea so let's see let me see this shit um oh they got a they got an instagram um yeah you can follow you can follow um black entrepreneurs day on on facebook twitter and alongside with um instagram as well and they have a link where you can sign up for free tickets and if you can't make it, I think you can watch it. Um, hold on, yeah, a free live stream celebrating Black businesses and entrepreneurs created by, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but how do you? Let me see. Um, hold on a minute here. There's a way to actually do this. Of course, you can watch it. All right, so here's the deal. You can watch it on. Hold on a second. Streaming free worldwide on Facebook, and of course you can actually, um, yeah, it's on Facebook. That's where you would have to watch the live stream on Facebook. And of course, if you're trying to go there in person, you have to get your you have to um get your tickets and RSVP 
all the other great stuff. So follow Black Entrepreneurs Day on each of your social media platforms, which is Twitter, Facebook, and um, Instagram as well. So there you go. Facebook is where you can watch it um, live stream. So there you have it. And of course, for more information, you can go to the website, blackentrepreneursday.com. And October 27th, mark your calendars at 7 p.m. Don't forget and don't miss a beat. There's plenty of information out there for you folks out there that have their own business that need more information. Of course, you can follow Damon John on, on his socials. And of course, check out Shark Tank on Fridays on ABC. There you have it. Right there. Now, um, let's see. What else? What else we got on the agenda on the pod today? Let's see. Um Let's see. Uh, all right, Lord of the Rings. Right. All right. Let's get to um, let's get to Lord of the Rings real quick. There's been some blowback on that shit though. Um, this is TV show checkouts. So let's get into it right about right about now. Let's get into it right there, man. All right, so here we are. Here we are, Lord of the Rings. Uh, all right, Lord of the Rings right here. Hold on, hold on a minute here. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. Where is it? Where is it? Okay, so fans are slamming um, the prequel to Lord of the Rings. Um, so let's get into this right here. So, whoa, cringeworthy rings of power has angry Lord of the Rings fans wanting to commit bloody murder. Whoa, what? What? Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. All right. Um. So for those of you who may not know what's going on, with this story right here, man. And this is according to the New York Post. And this is about the fans who are basically criticizing the Lord of the Rings. So this is what's going on here. So furious Lord of the Rings fans are shouting, what the Elrond today? Prime Video's new Lord of the Rings prequel TV series, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, debuted its first two episodes Thursday night. And how and hardcore um Tolkien buffs weren't doing a happy jig down at the prancing pony. <laughs> the the rings of power, a $715 million million dollar gamble. Of course, some some reports say it costs one billion dollars for Amazon's Prime Video streaming service has scored a measly 37% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with more than 2,800 user reviews so far. Of course, on the flip side, HBO's, HBO's House of the Dragon has an 85 fan score. Wow. Wow. And nothing short of cringeworthy wrote Eric S. of the show that stars Mor Morphide 
no Morfid, excuse me, Morfid Clark as Galadrio and Robert Arameo as Elrond. <laughs> um, the writing is worse than what you could expect to see on the CW. Oh shit! It truly seems to have been written by a barely graduated high schooler that managed a C average in creating writing. It's a smoldering dumpster fire. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> oh man. Okay, visually it was good, but no, but man, was the story slow paced and dull? Added Matt L. Sadie S was as unimpressed as Gollum being gifted a ring from K Jewish. Ooh. This was completely awful, very artificial, looking with no heart. What what a disgrace. <laughs> Damn, she said. Critics have been warmer to the big budget fantasy series, and it and it boosts boosts and it boosts an 83% critic approval rating on RottenTomatoes.com. The post um Lauren Sarner raved calling rings a dazzling gorgeous gorgeous thrilling trip to middle earth but when it comes to fan reviews it's all shire and brimstone okay okay so there you have it right there folks <laughs> some might say house of the dragon might be better than than the lord of the rings prequel unfortunately so <laughs> Yo, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yo, oh my gosh. All right, so here it is. Um now up next, um, of course, like I said, we're going to get to uh let me see what is it. Um, hold on a minute here. Um before I even get to hold on. Um, so let me see. Hold on a minute here. Of course, LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, um dropped. A teaser trailer for the House Party reboot. Okay. And, um, all right, so here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um, all right, so. All right, so Warner Brothers Pictures has issued um, the first trailer for the House Party reboot starring Jacob Lattimore and Tosin Cole. The updated version features some big cameos and a brand new storyline. In the teaser, Lattimore and... Hold on. So, 
let's get into this segment right here, man, in regards to that. So let's get into let's get into um movie man cave popcorn right here, man. Let's get into it right here, man. Um so this is basically this is basically very, very, very interesting right here. Um so yeah, here so yeah, here it is right here. Um all right. All right, so here it is right here. Um all right. Yes, yeah, so as I was saying before, um as I was saying before, Warner Brothers Pictures has issued the first trailer for the House Party reboot starring Jacob Lattimore and Tosin Cole. The updated version features some big cameos and a brand new storyline. In the teaser, Lattimore and Cole play Kevin and Damon, two young men who work as house cleaners. As Kevin is confronted with the need for a large amount of, of money for his daughter's education, Damien wrestles with his success as a party promoter. While on the job, they discover they are cleaning the house of LeBron James and come up with the idea to throw a party at the mansion while the NBA family is away. Kid Cudi, Tanache, Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, plus original stars Christopher Kidd Reed and Christopher Play Martin make an appearance at the house party. Um, and obviously it comes out, and, and obviously I'll talk about the release date next. Next, let me continue. Produced by James and Maverick Carter through their company Spring Hill Entertainment, House Party was teased in 2018 and initially slated for a debut on HBO Max. It was quietly removed from the release schedule after the streamer merged with Discovery Plus. This is definitely not a reboot. Yes, it yes it is. It's an entirely new look for a classic movie James shared with The Hollywood Reporter. When House Party was first announced, everyone I grew up with loved House Party to um to partner with this creative team to bring a new house party to a new generation is unbelievable carter added we're trying out some ideas for musicians to be cast in and to be a part of the project the film was written by jamal alori and atlanta writer stephen glover and is directed by calmatic I want the audience to be open-minded when it comes to these classic titles, and I want them to look at this film as this is the new generation. Calmatic shared with Entertainment Weekly, this is how we get down. This is what we do, and it's okay to love it. It's okay to revamp and expose the new generation to the same vibe that they participated in. He continued... I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't say it's part of the same exact universe as the first three house parties, but I think it's. I think this title can go a bunch of directions. House Party is set to premiere in theaters on January 13, twenty three, and is rated R. Of course, you can watch the official trailer for House Party above and listen to Two Chains' new song Two two-step created for the comedy film below yes two two chains 
has a song for the soundtrack called Two Step, which is added. Now that's 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 something that's something you can really get in tune to. So there you have it right there, man. January 13th, 2023, rated it off for House Party the reboot. So there you have it, man. I'm really curious to see what the hell's gonna go down, man, and how how well it'll be doing in the box office. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure some people will love it and some people won't. So there, so there you have it right there. And um, yeah. Um, let's see. Two chains. Okay, so let me. Yeah, let's talk two chains, man. Let's talk two chains. I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna go into. Mm-hmm. Okay, on the house party soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. Um, I don't even know if I record as a re listen. So, Two Chains shares his new single, Two Step from the soundtrack for the theatrical release of the new House Party remake. Directed, directed by Grammy winning music visual vet Comatic, House Party was written by Jamal Olari and Stephen Glover and produced by LeBron James and Maverick Carter of the Spring Hill Company. The Atlanta lyricist flows over the bass heavy track Flex Like I'm Supposed, Hermes Orange in the Rose, Wrist in the Bowl, other two, other wrists, it was froze, Drop a four and brought back some extra O's. Ooh, ooh. Of course, House Party opens in theaters MLK weekend, January 13, 2023. Will okay, will will you be running out to see it? To see if it matches the legacy of the original house party. Well, that's a good question. That's a good question, though, man. You know, that's a really good question. Um, look, I I think I said this before, man, when it comes to when it comes to trying to remake or reboot a movie or anything like that. I think it's I think it's very interesting that they're actually doing this because you know the original came out in the 90s. And some people weren't born in the 80s, but um, to actually do it for a new generation is it's very, very interesting to see. And Jacob Lattimore, of course, many of him, many of you may know him from the TV show The Shot that actually got renewed for um season season six. So, you know, we'll see what's going on here, man. And yes, and yes, man, I mean. And yes, that's going to be rated R. It's rated R, man. And I'm actually going to review. Um, I'm actually going to review some of the house, some of the house parties in the past, and I'm probably going to review the reboot or remake how they how they call it now nowadays, though, man. On my other platform, which is Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast Review Show, so I'm going to put that as a future episode. I'm not sure which one. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Anyway, so that's about. Oh, favorite TV shows giving classic hip hop songs new life places. Giving, yeah, new new life. Here we go. All right, so let's get into. Okay, um, hip hop classics. Let's get into it. Um, okay. Your favorite TV shows. Okay, hold on. All right, so your so your favorite. Hold on a second. This is also from DoubleXLMag.com. Of course, from Nas to Wu Tang Clan, 1990s hip hop infiltrates TV's most revered new series. Of course, um, of course, make a scene. Um, the golden age of hip hop is infiltrating some some of TV's most revered series of the modern era. The modern era from Nas to Wu Tang Clan classic rap tracks of the 1990s are soundtrack soundtracking scene stealing moments. Of course, Nas track New York State of Mind is a suitable soundtrack to fuel the road to revenge. Ozark badass Ruth Langmore slides the rapper's Illmatic into her pickup trucks truck CD player and speeds off event for vengeance in season four's The Cousin of Death. The Cousin of Death episode, which premiered on Netflix this past April. Oh, wow. That's wow. Wow. The Trucks wheels. Yes, the truck wheels up. Hold on a second. Yes, the truck wheels up mud on a dusty road as dj premier's searing beat for the 1994 tracks kicks off through the speakers and that queen's bridge whiz with the half moon cut rattles out his poetic aggression nearly three decades after its release the song has provided a sense of nostalgia and one of the most lauded tv series and of modern of, of the modern era I'm sure the acclaimed street music amid a contemporary backwards setting used in the Emmy-nominated Ozark episode for outstanding music supervision may be an odd coupling, but it's the careful song selection of Ozark's music supervisor, Gabe Hilfer, that makes the scene sing. As, su as music supervisor for some of uh television's most cutting edge series hilfer um age 45 has the reach to pair those 1990s hip-hop influences with top-notch tv and film productions and stream them worldwide his work on netflix's ozark a gripping grim plummet into the world of high stakes money laundering set in the track excuse me set in the sticks has re rave reviews for its neck for seamlessly weaving rap classics into its riveting narrative ozark isn't the only television series hopping on this trend in 2022 small screen smashes such as euphoria loot and atlanta have juiced their visuals with the vintage bars from artists like juvenile wu-tang clan 
Tupac Secured, late great Tupac Secured, late great Big Pun, Diddy, and Lauren Hill, to name a few. Despite not being set in the 1990s, they are cribbing from that vibrant period to reflect theme, character, and ethos. Loot, which debuted on Apple TV in June, works in the shiny opulence of Bad Boy Records' late 1990s, Dominus Mace. Mace's feels so good. Um, Puff Daddy's can't nobody hold me down. It's all about the Benjamins, the locks, um, money, power, and respect. Uh, to flex the lifestyle of lead character Molly Wells, a billionaire divorcee discovering her new life played by Maya Rudolph. Give me one second as I take a sip of this water. One one second, folks. Um, the show's music supervisors, Carrie Druton and Charlie Haggard, were hired later in production to inject the LA-based show with familiar New York beats. New York beats. Puffy's Bad Boys for Life soundtracks, the crew's glitzy car pull up to a charity gala in episode six. The show's littered with um popular 90s hits as feels so good opens the series as one yacht speeds up towards a bigger um birthday yacht um yeah this one right here is going to be under tv tv checkouts as well so that's that was just a, a super fun scene haggard shares i remember it Excuse me. I remember watching it completely dry. They just had some sound sound effects of the crowd noise there. There was no music the first time we saw it. So it was a blank canvas. Coming up with ideas for that and then seeing Bad Boys for Life plugged in was just a very rewarding moment for what we do. Clearing Monster Jam's from the Puff Daddy days may pay off, but with multiple samples and guest artists to account for, access to these tunes does not come cheap. We were going after really big songs with really recognizable classic samples, Druton adds, luckily we had the money to pull it off too. Haggard recalls a, a memorable moment on social in that regard, end quote, we got a tweet from Questlove saying, I don't want to ever hear any complaints from Apple about the money I want to spend on music at the scene. Loot get ex executed. <clears throat> other, other shows like Euphoria featured a traumatized Rue singing along to Tupac Shakur's Hit Em Up during a car ride in the opening chapter of season two, setting an unhinged tone for the episodes that follow. Prior to that, the 2020 sports dramedy 
Ted Lasso set the scene with a Charcoal Quest's award award tour. And Onyx Onyx's slam in his first season, while season three of Secession last year had Karis ones, um, MCs act like they don't know. Part of a birthday celebration that's distinct from throwback series this year, like Power Book Three, Raising Canaan, or Pam and Tommy, which employed 1990s hip hop to emphasize the same time setting of their stories. Wu Tang. An American Saga, which launched in 2019 and carried into 2021, also includes music from Wu Tang members themselves, plus EPMD, Foo Schnickens, and Dr. Dre, among others, to capture the essence of 30 years ago. The golden age of hip hop is helping soundtrack the golden age of television. Ozarks Hilfer believes the influx of 1990s hip hop into binge worthy programming. Um, it's simply a generational thing. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, let me see. Anyway, it's the music that we really take pride in and take ownership of health. Hilfer says, that's our music, the music I feel represented me in my youth and my transformative age of listening to music. And now the people who are making the shows, writing the shows, directing the movies are in the same age bracket. A good chunk of people who have established themselves and have more of a creative sway in the world of TV are between 35 and 30. And those people all came up with a love of hip hop that overlaps with the music that we grew up on. O over Ozark's four season arc, 1990s hip hop is integral to the character development with Ruth Langmore, a hard done by Boonies hustler played by fiercely by Julia Gardner. At various points in her journey, Ruth can be heard bumping the early work of the Notorious B.I.G., a.k.a. Biggie Smalls, A Tricor Quest, Wu-Tang Clan, and Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth. The show was able to clear four tunes from 1994 debut LP, New York State of Mind, Represent Life's a Bitch, and One Time for Your Mind, and incorporate Illmatic as a loud but invisible character in one of Ozark's hardest hitting hours. Hefler is reluctant to um, humble brag, but after queuing up heavy metal, um, the wrestler and the classic music Black Swan for his early film work, he's happy that um, the cousin of death was nominated for a 2022 Emmy in Outstanding Music Supervision. Raekwon the Chef is a big fan of Ozark and the Elmatic playing episode in particular. The Wu, the Wu MC's own Can It Be Also Simple Verse can be heard in episode 9 as Ruth ponders her cousin's funeral. He views moments in which his older music is included on present day TV as longing affection for the past. It just keeps that whole 90s nostalgia for what they want us for, Raekwon says. 
it keeps us relevant. I have tons of music that is there for people to incorporate in the greatest way in their endeavors. The esteemed lyricist is in good company when hearing his own music in reverse series alongside other respected rappers. Ray pays close attention to these placements. <clears throat> Surely he caught Wu's protecting that plane and loot, brother Method Man's I'll be there for you. You all you all that I need you all I need to get by in HBO's um Euphoria and the the omnipresence of Enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers in Wu Tang in American Saga, which has a third season in the kitchen. It feels good to be next to my peers and hearing they shit in dope movies or dope series, excuse me, um, because that time was very was a special time. Ray explains of the trend where we were making music not only to soothe our fans, but we wanted to break into other audiences as well. Um, strategic TV placements naturally lead to increased streams and exposure for 1990s rap acts who have seen their radio play swiped by contemporary trap artists. A quick and easy Shazam during a uh, Netflix and chill session can translate into real revenue and invaluable marketing. Or as Ray puts it, it feels good to get that recognition, but it also feels good to get that check. Um, I think part of why all the late 90s, early 2000s um, hip hop works so well, part is like going into an opulence feel and not specifically songs that are just money, money, money says Lutz um, Carrie Druton, who finally recalls listening to LA's um, Fame Power 106 radio station during that era. And with more 1990s bred music lovers selecting songs for popular programs, it feels inevitable that the, the, the marriage between timeless hip hop and contemporary um, television will proceed. And sometimes I used to think about yo, I want to get on the radio, reflects Raekwon, who is interested in scoring films himself. And now, oh shit, I'm on TV shows. It just shows that hip hop still dominates in the greatest way. And it's paying homage to some of the greatest artists that did it in the heydays and are still doing it. Nothing iller than that. So there you have it. Um, let me just get to let me make sure i didn't miss anything um let me make sure uh let's see hold on a minute okay hold on hold on um all right so um Okay, let's get into let's get into um let's get into another topic um before we wrap up and one of the other topics actually excuse me um so twenty five best outdoor fire pits 
Okay, so when choosing the best fire pit for your needs, there's a surprising number of hot topics to consider. First, you want to make sure it's durable and built to last. Second, you want to make sure the look of it suits your outdoor space. And third, you want to make sure it's well within your budget while still capable of cooking incredible s'mores. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay, so when, oh, oh, excuse me. With the breezy months around the corner, it's not a fire drill to buy a fire pit ASAP. But when you are loading up on gardening tools and new outdoor patio, um, including sectional sofas, chick patio tables, and even more lounge chairs, it's likely on your wish list. That said, we curated a fiery edit of 25 best outdoor fire pits to add some heat to your space from the selections at Amazon, Lowe's, and Wayfair. Among others, you'll be all set to entertain and emblazon. So, um, um, so number, so starting with number one, starting with number one, um, single, hold on, hold on. Sing Lee Fire 2022 Fire Pit $40. Um, the Sing Lee Fire 2022 um, Fire Pit is an incredible budget option that's stainless steel painted and can be used as a fire pit, bonfire pit, or a barbecue grill. Plus, it's easy assembly and spark screen for safety are both convenient and practical for your backyard amazon number two soul stove ranger stainless steel smoke smokeless fire pit 225 dollars original price uh which is uh 300 of course meet the titan of all fire pits the solo stove not only comes in many size varieties but it's also one of the most well adored brands for giving that smokeless um and cheap delivery the pulp the polished stainless steel finish is bound to match any outdoor space too because of its portable nature you can also enjoy the flames as a camping fire pit most notably its double wall design maximizes airflow and the burning process which in turn gives you more flames and a more efficient burn amazon number three breeze nabrio x series smokeless fire pit for 399 dollars if the look of brio's x series smokeless fire pit isn't enough to sell you then this patent x airflow system will this results in a campfire experience that doesn't require moving your chair every five minutes per the brand. Not to mention the cotton steel makeup, um, also known as weathering steel, is designed to develop an iron oxide surface over time called patina. This reddish brown coating will wonderfully protect your fire pit from the elements, so it's built to last. So this is also from Amazon as well. And number four is West Elm Round Fire Table 
unbelievable price, which is $1,279. And the uh, original price is $1,599. Our readers avidly purchased one of these um, concrete fire pits when we reserved its spot in our mini holiday gift guides. Why it's suitable for large crowds is well worth the investment and is bound to match any backyard. Um, what's more, it's ideal for large s'mores, gatherings, and doubles as a new piece of patio furniture, but with a fiery twist. We recommend snagging it while it's still on sale, too. Um, this is from West Elm. Number five, Vent. Vivor 22 smokeless fire pit with stand $152. Um, original price $257. And this is from Vivor. Um, this heavy duty stainless steel smokeless fire pit from Vivor caught our attention for being durable and coming with a stand. Um, a huge bonus. This it's portable, easy to use, and designed by a company known for its high quality nature. Though it's not 100 100% smokeless, its double wall design ensures that smoke will be reduced to a maximum extent as oxygen is extended to the combustion through its vent holes. Uh, yeah. Outland Living Portable um, Smokeless Fire Pit is number six, $156. Original price is $175. In Amazon's choice product, Outland um, Living's um, Portable Smokeless Fire Pit is an alloy and stainless steel um, hybrid that's less than 200 and has an easy to transport round design. It even comes with a complete fire pit kit clad with a pre-attached 10 feet hose a fully adjustable regulator with a chrome valve knob for varying flame height and a natural lava rock set for aesthetics and to enhance the flickering effect hang on a minute all right so um number seven the Bio Light Fire Pit Outdoor Smokeless Fire Pit and Grill 220. Original price is $300. $300. That's number seven. Adored for its rectangular um, barbecue-like design, Bio Light's Fire Pit Plus creates a wonderful gathering around the campfire experience. Many thanks to its X-ray mesh for $360 degree views interestingly you can control the size and intensity of your flames either manually or remotely with the free bluetooth paired app um number eight tiki stainless steel low smoke fire pit 336 dollars original price is 395 dollars not only do we um, love the the beach house bonfire look of Tiki's fire pit, but its powder-coated stainless steel is durable and will last for years. Plus, this model includes a wood pack um, for fun evenings of using it to the max and a cloth 
cover to protect it when it's not in use. Um, so yeah, that's number eight. Um, I'm going to stop right about here. Um, I'm gonna actually um I'll continue the rest of the listings in a future in a future episode. So I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get to all of them. So I'm gonna actually um stop right there. So I'm gonna go to the next one. So I'll get the rest next time. I'll get the rest next time. So um let's see. Cause I wanna get to um I wanna get to um I want to get to Seaport Pumpkin Fest. Yeah, I want to get to Seaport Pumpkin Fest, man. Um, hold on a second. Oh, Spooky Pumpkin Fest. Do I even have that? Let's see if I have that. I don't think I have it. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, spooky. Pumpkin Fest. Okay. All right, so let's get to... This is so... Okay, this is interesting. Um... Fall Punk Fest begins today. Um, Canute. Okay. What is this? Um, so it started on Friday, actually. So, okay. So, um, all right. So let's see. So this started on Friday. Hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. So there's a... Hold on a minute here. Let's get the... Uh, okay, spooky Halloween pop-up. Let's get to that. Um. So this is what you call eat and drink. Um, and this is going to be part of a new segment that I didn't get a chance to introduce, which is called Munchies and Drinks. So there you have it right there. Munchies and Drinks is the new segment in regards to some eat and drink stories. And of course, you know, restaurants, um, for places to eat and drink. So, so here it is right here. Here it is. Here it is. Um, let me get something else. So, all right. So, so yes, yeah, spooky Halloween pop up coming to Lower East Sides, Lower. Lorley Beer Garden. Of course, feeling so thirsty, you you can drink an entire pumpkin, a potion, or an IV bag. Look no further than the Lorley Beer Garden's haunted beer 
garden pop pop up already started on october 14th at this haunted pop-up you can sample a variety of spooky drinks the pumpkin keg is an actual pumpkin filled with 60 ounces of southern tier brewing company's imperial pumpkin um ale sip a magic potion um margarita made with butterfly pea <laughs> pea powder <laughs> Infused tequila on tri triple sec lemon and lime served in two potion bottles that create a plum a plume of smoke when mixed. Order a bloody four bag and get an alcohol and no an actual um four bag filled with rum punch and cherry juice for taste. Consider the pumpkin spice cold brew martini. Or the pumpkin sangria bourbon cider. Uh, warm up with the hot bourbon cider or the um, the glue the gla wine mold wine. Um, enjoy the heated outdoor garden street side seating or out indoor dining decorated with pumpkins, cobwebs, ghost corpse corpses. Hanging from the ceiling of possessed babies and more. Of course, um, it wouldn't be fun if I didn't play a little. I didn't play a little Halloween sound effect, would it? Let me just find it. Let me just find that shit, man. Hold on. Give me one second. One second here. Mm-hmm. Let me just play this shit. The Halloween weekend event at Laurie Beer Garden on October 28th is a day of the dead party from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m in which uh, guests will have the opportunity to, to match the staff in getting their Halloween makeup done. Okay, there's more. Okay, there's more. Of course, there's more to this. Enter the Laurie Beer Garden Costume Contest on October 29th for a chance to place in the top three and win a gift card ranging from $50 to, to $250. Festivities on Halloween night, which is on October 31st, include happy hour until 10 p.m. and half-priced pumpkin keg refills until 8 p.m. So, Laurie Beer Garden is located at 7 Riverton Street. For more information, you can visit the website, which is www.laurelynyc.com or make reservations through Receive. And let me give it, let me do a little bit of this. Um... And of course, there's more. Let's see what else can we. Uh, it's more to this actually. Uh, 
if I'm not mistaken. Let me just find out. Uh, oh, wait. Let's get to... Let's get to another story in um, eating Greek, eating, eating drinks. So let's get into another story right here. And we have um, <laughs> all right. Another eating drink story is, of course, um, involving um an Italian dessert from Angelina's. Angelina Bakery, vending machine in the gourmet district. So here we go. Ever walked by a vending machine and been bored by the choices? Are your taste buds craving something more than funny? No, funyuns. Funyuns. Dry cookies and, <laughs> and soda. Angelina Bakery re recently unveiled its exclusive vending machine filled with homemade Italian desserts to the public. Of course, this is located at Angelina's um, Garment District location at 575 8th Avenue. Treats range from 5 to $10. Flavors cover a spectrum of everything from mango to Nutella to pistachio. The machine has over 100 items and is restocked daily. <laughs> um. Featured desserts in the machine include the Angelina Pop Cream Puffs and Cake Puffs. The Angelina Pop are mini cakes available for, in four, four flavors like uh, strawberry, tiramisu, pistachio, and caramel, and mango. And soda, and soda can packaging for $10. Cream puffs are $8, and cream flavored choices are chocolate, hazelnut, strawberry, chantilly, cream, and pistachio. Cake pops are $5 and are filled with either apricot jam, Nutella, or chocolate. We're thrilled to launch our new vending machine, giving, our, giving customers a, new, a taste of new exclusive Angelina Bakery items on the go, said Tony Park, founder of Angelina Bakery. We're excited to offer them a range of Italian specialty desserts and treats in a convenient way throughout the day. Angelina's Bakery behind the machine offers handcraft pastries by Italian pastry chefs made fresh every day with quality ingredients. The location offers a transparent laboratory so visitors can physically see their pastries uh, being created. In addition to the Garment District location, there is also a location of 1675 Broadway in Times Square. The vending machine is at the specific location for a limited time. It will move across the city soon. For extra information on Angelina Bakery, and updates visit the website angelinabakery.com that's www.angelinabakery.com or even pop up into their instagram at angelinabakery nyc so follow them on instagram there you have it um let's see what else uh what else i hope i ain't missed anything um i hope i ain't missed anything Angelina Bakery. 
Hold on a second. Yeah. Um. Wait. Yeah, Seaport Seaport Pumpkin Fest. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. That's what I was trying to get at. Yes. Um. That's what I was trying to get at too, man. Um. All right. So. So we have. So we have. Um. All right. Here it is. So, so Pumpkin Fest, of course, it starts um, Saturday, October 29th from noon to 4 p.m. Of course, this includes pumpkin decorating, circus performances, hay wagon rides, costume contests, trick-or-treating at local businesses, spooky snacks, and bubbling brews and more. So, let's see. Um, so Pumpkin Fest 2022 goes for festivities for the whole family, free activities, live performances, trick-or-treating at local businesses, spooky pop-up shopping, and more. Of course, celebrate the fall season in a fun and festive way at the South Street Head House District's Pumpkin Fest 2022. Join us at the Head House Shambles on Saturday, October 29th for an afternoon of arts and crafts, um, copious amounts of candy plus potions and bites from neighborhood businesses. Oh, and don't forget pumpkins, pumpkins, and more pumpkins. Happenings. Free pumpkin decorating, circus performances, hay wagon rides, a costume contest, trick-or-treating at local businesses. Of course, more, more information to be announced. Spooky snacks and bubbling brews, face painting, and more. Of course, parking. Our sponsor, Target Park, has a parking garage located at 215 Lombard Street, just a few steps away from the Head House Shambles. And, of course, candy. Pick up a trick-or-treating map at Pumpkin Fest Digital Map coming soon. Our local businesses will be giving away Halloween candy thanks to our sponsor, Frankfurt Candy. And you can follow the South Street Head House District on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more community events. Now, let's see. I'm not sh- Let's see. Where are they even located? Oh, hashtag South Street Philly. Um slightly off center so this is in philly okay so this is in philly okay got it gotcha 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 um okay so let me see if i covered everything i said i was gonna cover most of the barbecue pits in a future episode, I'm not going to get to every single one of them. So let me just um, wrap up here. Let me wrap up here right now before I even forget any other um, any other top. No, I think we're straight. I think we're straight, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's get let's let's get up out of here, man. And this is um yeah. Let's get up out of here right now, man. Hey, man. Um, this has been an interesting 
episode 192. So very last segment of the night will be last segment of the night will be um and you know the routine. You know the damn routine, which is stream choices on the go. Let's do this. You like what you heard in today's episode and previous episodes whatsoever for you to catch up on all the episodes whatsoever. Please feel free to show some love by following Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram alongside with my other shows, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, and of course, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. And, and of course, you can also follow your homie G Money Stacks on the gram, which is G Money Stacks. 555 in Queens, New York. And be sure to turn your notifications so you can actually see which episodes are going to be dropping. And as I put in the caption on the podcast um, show page, this episode will be dropped tomorrow. I know I haven't been able to post anything on Mondays and Wednesdays, but I had to make sure I post something for Fridays as well. So don't you worry. Um, So there you have it. There you have it right there, man. And um, what we will do is um, we'll go over where we can actually, we'll go over where you can actually see the link. The link in bio right there is linktree slash um, gmoneystacks where you can see, um, where you can see where you can listen and listen and stream these episodes um want to make sure that oh shit yeah want to make sure that everything is everything's all straight so anyway um <clears throat> you can leave a voice you feel free to leave a voice message for me too if you have any um have any comments on what you what you what you heard in in today's episode or any previous episodes as far as like the topics that we discussed um feel free to do that you can do that on um anchor as well you can leave a voice message on there as well um which i added the link on there so you could actually leave a voice message on there so you don't have to go through all this hassle but actually i did add that in the link in bio as well so speaking of link in bio um this is where you can listen to all the episodes that's been dropped the new and previous episodes starting with anchor audacity audible audio burst amazon music breaker Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podo Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Pod, no, excuse me, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. And feel free to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, or even um, Apple Podcasts, whatever, uh, and, um, of course, Spotify as well. Five-star rating will be appreciated. And, of course, you can listen to Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast episodes on Radio Public alongside with iHeartRadio the number one app for music, radio, and podcasts. Of course, make sure you follow my other two shows that's 
also on there as well, which is which is excellent fun, vibrant talks podcast, the sports edition show, and of course, um, my review show, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast review show that's also on there as well. So make sure you subscribe to every streaming platform whatsoever that I just mentioned. Make sure you do that. And of course, last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button for me and show your love by grabbing that subscribe button for me and and clicking on that noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, um, with um, and leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics that's discussed. Um, of course, share the videos, share the episodes, download these episodes. Make sure you listen and stream and, of course, catch up on all the episodes on the YouTube channel page, which is G Money Stacks 555 with all the New York episodes on there. And, um, and, um, and make sure you tell a friend to another friend. And, of course, um, be sure to share the podcast along with the link that says Linktree slash G Money Stacks 555 on there as well. Um, with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your friends, and of course, you know, the people, of course, the people you are cool with from work and wherever else where you meet them and all the other great stuff whatsoever. Of course, you can even spread it to DJs, your fellow podcasters, radio personalities, and all the other stuff whatsoever. So um, so there you have it right there, folks. Um, that's going to do it for me, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening, rocking, and hanging out with me. Hanging out with me on the 192nd episode, of course. Of course, it's already titled the Mountain Dew Real Change Challenge. Um, you, you get the gist of this shit, though, man. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, be sure to, um, you know, remember the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. You want something, you want something, you got to earn it. Um, New York wasn't built in a day. Um, and also, um, also remember that. Follow your goals and dreams and, you know, find something that makes you that makes you happy mentally, physically and spiritually. That's why I made the health. That's why I made the mental health check in um, segment, man. It's not it's not just it's not just for, for myself. It's it's for you folks out there. You know what I'm saying? That's going through things. Um, You know what I'm saying? It's all about the well-being of not just myself, but other people as well. So, so there you have it, though, man. Um, and be sure to, um, you know, you know, find your voice. Find your voice. Be confident in what you do. Be on your p's and q's on a consistency basis. Creatively speaking, 
whether it's podcasting, whether it's radio personality, whether it's being a radio producer, whether it's at a serious XM or whatever you you do your you do your thing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um <laughs> and also and also be sure, be sure to actually um find something that clicks to you that gets you into your zone. And alongside with that tunnel vision, you need tunnel vision to be more creative and your ideas and everything else. So don't worry about being a people pleaser and trying to please everybody in society because at the end of the day, society blows, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I had to say it, man. You know what I mean? But anyway, man, I'm out of here. I'm off this shit. Thank you very much. I'll see y'all next time in the next episode, man. Peace and one love. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend and, of course, the new week that's coming up. Have a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, 
Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.